Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, ah, bonjour, Lucie. Bonjour, oh. Ariette. I forgot uh, we have an official uh, thing to do. Uh, shall we just explain to the listeners that uh, we did uh, already record this, <laughs> uh, but uh, Lucy forgot to press the record button. <laughs> so we've done an hour. <laughs> we've Aaron done an hour. She said to me, the thing, she said very seriously, the thing is about this, when it's you, when you are the one that didn't do it, you just feel brilliant. She said. <laughs> And I'm like, well, it wasn't me. It wasn't my <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Let's do this thing again. I'm just, all I'm missing is mm. the mayor of East Town. Okay. And to be honest, and Lucy, she's already drunk her beer, and then she knocked her tea into her laptop. So it's oh all going God. terrifically well. No, this will be better because I'm not currently drinking a beer. Mm. I'm having a tea to sober up because you know yeah. what I'm like after half a glass of alcohol. Yep. I'm the opposite of Alice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was odd, you know, that... Uh, oh, no, well, let's talk about that Okay, later. okay. Um, right, we're going to okay. head into the script. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch. Again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and in depth, we're the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and the permanently baffled Mr. Newby. Harriet Carmichael will be playing at 1.25 <laughs> speed because she's quite anxious to get back to the Mayor of Easter. <laughs> Before we start, we just want to say a big happy birthday to June Spencer, who plays the fearsome Peggy Woolley, who is 102 tomorrow. Way-hey! What a woman. <laughs> Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Quick top tips before we start. You canny shear sopping wet sheep and Tracy is the one to go to for head positioning advice. And in <laughs> other news, this week was brought to you by people changing their minds constantly. Oh, it was yeah. dizzying. I felt like I was on the waltzer we changed direction so often. <laughs> we began the week with Fallon and Harassment planning a dip in the river. I'm not sure that's such a brilliant idea. <laughs> Krusty went in and found herself swimming alongside Sushi and Adam and Ian <laughs> went in and it gave them acute terminal melodrama. So I'm with Emma. Go to the swimming baths. See, there are some. Harriet was right. And bob along next to the Veruca plasters and the hair extensions. <laughs> anyway, Emma wondered if Fallon and Harrisman would like to come for a drink with the husband of the woman who tried to snog him and the man whose offer of being godparent they turned down like a bedspread. Understandably, they said no. And less understandably, immediately said yes. Then Fallon reclaimed her senses and said no again, thus avoiding two hours in a Toby Carvery of Emma hiccuping over her Bacardi breezer and shouting, She's always been a right cow, that Alice, isn't she, Chris? Chris, she said I was common. She's only jealous because I've got a full-size China leopard and she hasn't. 
Fallon then seemed to be telling Chris that if only Alice could get a job making overpriced sandwiches in the bull, everything would be hunky-dory again, and then changed her mind yet again and said she would go out for dinner. See? Dizzying. Once they actually got to the restaurant, it appeared to be a totally deserted Spanish theme bar. Fallon had a flaming sombrero and harassment was allowed a Britvic and lemonade with two straws in it as it was a special occasion and the waiter bought him the colouring in table mat and some little crayons. Fallon said to Chris that it was much too early for him to go out and have a good time with his friends and then urged him to go out and have more of a good time with his friends. Then they all decided to go home, then halfway there all decided to go and eat chips and watch films instead. See what I mean? More U-turns in the DVLA testing centre. Jenny Darling popped round to see Ed for a tactful chat. Ed, you're a failure, said Jenny Darling. We've never had one in our family, so I just don't know what to do. He tried to explain addiction to her, but it was quite a steep learning curve for Dame Aldridge, but she tried her best. What is a gear, said Jenny Darling keenly. Oh, I see, the thing you're addicted to. I mean, sometimes I'd just kill for an assam, so I do know what you mean. Ed said he was cured by Oliver offering him the job as head herdsman. Please don't offer Alice a job as head herdsman or a sandwich maker. She's already got 18 jobs, plus a very intense hobby that takes up a lot of her time. Over at Brian and Jenny's guinea pig hutch, Hedda Gargler was horrified at the prospect of having to cook dinner and announced that she was off to the pub instead. Think of what it will do to your mother, wailed Brian. She'll be worrying about me starving to death. With the sort of impulse control that's resulted in him having 742 children by 56 different women, he went steaming round to have a pop at Fallon, then felt bad, so went round to Barrow and shouted at Neil and Jazza, and Jazza doesn't even work for him yet. You can see where Will Grundy learned his management skills, can't you? And in sharp contradistinction, we can only hope that Jazza learns Neil's, his calming negotiation skills, meant Brian came whirling in like a desert sandstorm and went out like a damp summer shower. He then changed his mind about near enough everyone in the village and had to do the Will Grundy tour of Ambridge saying, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Fallon actually said what the rest of us had been shouting at our radios for the last month and told Jennifer that ill people need help. She didn't suggest what or how or who, because by then the BBC Light Orchestra had started up, but at least the thought was there. (laughs) She used her brain for more thinking and in a chat with Brian suggested Alice Winehouse might like to go for rehab. Brian was rather worryingly under the impression she'd already had it, which just shows the level of attention the Aldridges are actually paying. What was that thing she went for then? asked Brian, bewildered. Was it outward bound? (laughs) Brian was sort of pleased and startled by Fallon's very, very basic suggestions, but still. And at least after her chat with Ed... Jennifer's now got a grip on what alcoholism actually is, which is a start. I've no doubt she'll be posting a self-help guide to it on the village website by the end of the week. (laughs) Chris and Peggy were having a quiet litre of gin in the garden when Jenny Darling appeared to ruin their fun. Jenny Darling still can't resist patronising Chris, even when her daughter has had a cataclysmic effect on his entire family. The old girl explained her entirely understandable role in the whole debacle and Jenny Darling stomped her loafer and said... Oh, Mum, I don't see how I'll ever be able to forgive you. And Peggy twinkled and said, Pass me my Etch-a-Sketch last will and testament, will you, dear? (laughs) We then popped back to Brian and Jenny's hutch where Alice was having quite a lengthy poo, which gave her parents (laughs) time to talk about her. In the final U-turn of the week, she said categorically that she wouldn't go to rehab and then signed the papers sending her to rehab. (laughs) And my favourite, favourite bit of the whole week... An ex-crack addict who's living in a portaloo two feet away from his mum's back door and a Glaswegian Lothario biker milkman discussing how relieved they both were that no matter how bad things got, they weren't Aldridge's. 
Oh, how the <laughs> mighty have fallen. Good job you didn't use your position when you had it to make other people feel small, isn't it, Brian and Jenny? Oh, the end. <laughs> oh, Lucy, even though I've already heard all of that, <laughs> still oh, made me... It still made me chuckle. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of content in there. Sadly, not matched by any sodding content in the week. Yeah, it was just it was a um it uh, it was a strange week. No, it was a it was um an admin week, wasn't yes. it? Just just sort of like uh, just trying to get things get other stories moving. I think. Well, well Get, getting as we said earlier, moving. which I'm going to have to keep saying because yeah, I, no, I, I oh, didn't want to say it. If yeah. I was going to, I was going to say exactly what we said earlier, and then I was like, "No, that's copying. It's just not going <laughs> to. It's, it's not going to sound it's spontaneous. Only, it's not copying because people haven't heard it before. Only we've heard it. We were saying earlier that it was like the the day of the month that you have when you go and do all your admin and you go to the post office and you take things to the yes. dry cleaners and you pick them up and you remember the cat food and you take <laughs> buy birthday cards and write birthday cards and you fill out all the forms for school and agree that they can go on the trips <laughs> and get the right change in the right little bags and you pay people things yes Yes, and you on bank transfers, and you book doctor's appointments and dentist appointments, and then you think to yourself, "My God, I am the queen of the universe oh because I've done oh. all those things." I can't remember the last time I had a day like that. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had a minute like yeah. that. But I really want one of those days. No, but that was the week, wasn't it? Yes. It was just that was, was the week it... that poor Kerry had to write. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kerry. <laughs> So, Kerry, what we want is that we yeah. want Fallon to be everyone's best friend again. Someone to remember that Alice is ill and and not, <laughs> not just, just a bitch. dirty. <laughs> and put a Mexican knight in there as well. Yeah. Or Spanish, whatever you yeah. like. Sambucas, yeah. hats, yeah. guacamole, but definitely nachos. But bear in mind, <laughs> Kerry, we might completely change our mind about where these storylines are going. So any minute now, you could have a text that says, change mind, leave, leave Spanish restaurant, go home and have chips. <laughs> Up to you whether waiter <laughs> serving is modern slave. <laughs> Could bring in if think not confusing. Don't give don't, don't make him sound like Blake or or the conspiracy theorists will be off. Use that generic actor who does waiters, yeah. nurses Please and much, yeah, with Aunt Harrison. <laughs> oh dear. <sighs> it was it was just it was just as you said, there was a lot of you. There was a lot of saying things and then mm-hmm. just changing their mind about it. Yeah, but, but it was mostly about. I felt like the crux of it was basically finally someone is saying, i.e., Fallon, what mm. we've all been saying, yeah. which is Alice of desperately mm. needs help. It's mm. a bit weird that you haven't thought about this before, mm-hmm. and also she is an ill person, and so she needs support from her friends as well as her yeah. family. But the way they did it with mm-hmm. uh, poor Alice being on the bog um, <laughs> with her miniature of Smirnoff, and um... well, you do wonder actually, on a serious note, Lucy, whether drinking a lot of alcohol does affect your bowels it because I'm. Yeah, what I mean, does it make you go more or less? Or it can actually do both. Oh, because also people that drink a lot, their internal organs start to pack up and they don't yeah. process Should food. Bloody well, and yeah. also they stop eating. 
Oh, oh mm. God. Oh my God. Because, and then you, sort and of you get all the sugar. The you, they develop diabetes because you, you <gasps> oh get all the sugar from the oh, alcohol. And horrible. Sort of, yeah. Anyway, um, so she was having a quiet poo or having <laughs> diabetes or something in the lavatory. And then... I don't know I'm laughing. But... She... <laughs> but anyway. And then she came back and said, yes, all right. Because Jenny said, I worried you're going to die. And then she said, oh, all right, then I'll do the rehab because you shouldn't have to feel like that. Which means that she's oh, not... Oh, is that... Did do... she say yeah. that? Ah. which means that she's not doing it for herself she's because she still doesn't want to if she doesn't want to it is not going to work and i know brian says well you know we're not as destitute as all that but i'm not sure because if she has to do this more than once it is going to be eye-watering the expensive and if she's doing it the first time not for herself but just to please her mother then she's they're buggered because she's going to need to do it again but then how do you, because in Alice's head all this week, she's been totally fine as mm. proven. Yeah. You know, she proved to herself that she could go to the pub with Fallon and yeah. not end up in a ditch. Yeah. So she's like, I'm totally fine. Obviously, I can see Martha. Yeah. But so, and so you can't go to rehab with, with, with that attitude, obviously. No. But then what, but, but then how, but how do you get to the, but how do you make her realise that she needs it? I think the change in mindset that has to happen with alcoholics is they go from, okay, I am right and everyone else is wrong, which is there's right. nothing wrong with me. It's mm. everyone else. If everyone stopped getting at me, I wouldn't need to drink. I can cope with it. I am fine. It's yeah. everyone else's problem, not mine. And you can hear that in the way that she blames everybody. She's blamed yeah. Chris and Jenny and Brian and everything. And yeah, but then Brian also blamed yeah. Chris, stupid man. <laughs> I mean, Chris is just not respecting his marriage <laughs> vows, and that's been Alice's downfall. If only he'd respected them yeah. a bit more. Like I did, obviously, throughout my seven affairs. <laughs> they are obsessed with marriage mm. vows. Yeah. They don't give a toss about Martha. No. All they care about is is the formality of the marriage. But or... they seem to be more worried about a divorce, a potential broken marriage yes, than than about than the, the child you know, having a child that's not going to know its I mother know, like, but then i suppose <laughs> they've coped with kate haven't they who doesn't know where her children are 90 yeah, of the time but then fallon was the only person is the only person who was like um oh by the way chris if you don't let alice see martha or don't let mm. her have a relationship with your daughter she might grow up a bit weird mm. and he was like really <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Do you know what, Fallon? I'm just going to rethink the whole thing now, actually. Oh, Can you text fine. that to me in case I forget? <laughs> it's like no one has ever thought about yeah. the baby. It's like, okay, let's just send her over. She can live with mm. Susan and Neil. Okay, everything will be fine. It reminds me of, you know, in um, Jane Austen, when they yeah. just said, right, you're going to go and live with your aunt now. Bye! And then <laughs> they just never, Yeah, exactly. They just <laughs> never never saw them again, you know. Yeah. And then uh, we'll pop in and see you when you're about 17. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just really want to embarrass you in front of your new rich relatives. Yeah. It basically so that, is that. That kind of uh, t totally laissez-faire sort of oppy-pop. No, no. Uh, oh, do you know what? This is reminding me of, Lucy. What? Sorry to bang on about it about a million times tonight, but you know I'm watching Mayor of East Town. You have this mentioned is, this it is, once or twice. Yes, yeah. This is the scenario in it because Kate Winslet, who's very, very good in it, is playing the grandmother of a 
boy. Oh, yes. And she's bringing that child up. Mm. And now, because her... Oh, I don't know if I can give it away. But anyway, her daughter-in-law has now come out of rehab. And so four years late, now the child is four, is trying to get custody of him. So the grandmother is... having a nice hotel in the home county? Yes, it was. It was in the rehab hotel. Okay. As opposed to detox, Lucy. She wasn't on a detox. No. But um, no, but it's in actually... That's when you just just drink spinach and... Do you think um, Kerry had watched Mayor of Easttown and then quickly wrote it in a week? Yes, and then yes. magically or maybe, went back in time no, and recorded I think, it three months ago. No, actually what happened was Kate Winslet was listening to The Archers. Uh, and she yes. texted Kerry and said, <laughs> Can I steal that storyline? Keza, I've had a really good idea. <laughs> I'm going st- to steal that storyline, but I'm going to add a murder or two as well. Is yeah. that okay? And also <laughs> prove how brave I am by appearing with no makeup on. And a bit fatter than usual. Yes. But Which I have to say, she's... Wing me an Oscar, because people she's... can't believe that a woman has appeared on television no. a bit fatter with no makeup on. No, oh but, my God. but she's annoying, but she's still obviously really pretty. Yeah. Like, you know, whether she... I mean, she scrubs up well in it, I have to say, when she puts the makeup on. But when she's, like, playing the dowdy mm. police officer, she's still terribly pretty. But she actually is very, very good. Well, it's it really, really annoys me when they do... Um, is your kettle boiling? <laughs> Hey, that was a bird. Oh, um, yes. the kettle bird of Hammersmith. <laughs> um, I, it really annoys me, like Bridget Jones, when they're trying to pretend yeah. that Reese thingy Bobby, whatever she's called, no, Renee is, is, thingy. Is not attractive. You know, she's not attractive and she's fat. And you think, she's but, just beautiful. <laughs> what are you talking about? I know, it's annoying. Oh. And then, well, it doesn't really happen now, but then the actor would win an Oscar because they'd got a bit fat. Yes. Because they'd had to play a fat person or, yes. an, or a person Oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> I had to eat more than one meal a day. How do normal people do it? Um, um, yes. yes. Anyway, we've got distracted again. Oh, sorry. Are you yes. sure this is recording? I'm, risking, I'm sure. And also, nothing happened to the archers, so you may as well not bother talking True. about it. No, but they did go wild swimming. They did? So, uh, why did they actually go wild swimming? Oh, no, they just said they were going to go. No, 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 they did, because there was lots of splooshing as they hauled themselves out of the bank. Oh, I'm, I think I might have missed that one, actually. Was it a bit Mr. Darcy anything. in the lake? No, oh, okay. it was another completely pointless scene. I don't know oh. why it was that. <laughs> it was, let's go no, wild was... swimming. While we're toweling ourselves down, we'll talk about whether or not we should go out for dinner with Chris. <laughs> I, oh, okay, okay, okay. I didn't realise that was when they were toweling themselves down. I just, I missed the toweling sound effect, clearly. I think probably they just had so many scenes that were inside of people talking very intensely to each other. <laughs> no, they I, thought, sod really ex- let's push I... them in the river and then record. <laughs> I was exciting that they were, I was excited that they were going wild swimming. <laughs> I was excited because, uh, because obviously everybody is going wild swimming now, everybody. including me. I have According to, to The Guardian, it is literally everybody in the world. <laughs> yes. When 95% so... <laughs> of people have not, don't want to and don't care. But anyway. And we used to so just I... call it swimming. Yes, swimming ideas. Just in the countryside. Yes. Running in going, uh, ah, 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 it's cold. Oh, that's mud. There might be leeches. And running out again. <laughs> so I got excited thinking that there was going to be like a wild... But then obviously I realised that you can't really go... That's it. You just can go wild swimming and then that you can't really go far with that story, can you, really? Not really. And they've already no. done it because Unless that's how Krusty found the... The yes. daddy fish, didn't she? Yes. Because she found herself so, swimming alongside. No, but, but I just enjoyed the change of scene, not that I well, even yeah. realised they were outside doing that conversation. 
But when you're and, only listening sort of hard, if you're brushing your teeth at mm. the same time or something, it's quite hard to Did you hear the environment. The total, well, I tell you, you know what? They're not doing social distancing in Borchester. They are doing really, really good social distancing in that Spanish restaurant because there wasn't <laughs> anybody else for miles. <laughs> no, I think they were the only people there. They were. And the music was really loud considering they were the only people there. But that's, but that's because that always makes me laugh as well because sometimes you get a sort of discrepancy between how loud the actors are yeah. acting because they have to act that they're on a motorway or something yeah. and then the actual ambience of the sound yes. effect because sometimes it's like, like you know, like the actors will be yeah. like speaking, like, like really shouting across the table and you'll just have a, like a little violin going. <laughs> you know, like no other noises. <laughs> It's really important that we do this, Chris. <laughs> That's a new character. That wasn't anybody in the Archers. <laughs> Did you notice as well that uh, Peggy, mm-hmm. happy birthday to you. To you. Happy, happy birthday to me. Oh, God, I can't do Peggy. Just do, just do generic older. No, older. What's, the, what is it? What's her... Um, What's her thing? What what did you say that was very Peggy? Oh, Jack. Yes. Jack. 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 That's it. Jack. Ellis. Yeah. Um, she much prefers Chris to any member of her oh, own family, doesn't she? God, yeah. Yeah. She was, yeah. She, as you said, she got out the bolly. She loves Chris. She loves Emma. She hates Jenny, Lillian. Well, do you think she's a bit of an inverted snob? She likes Emma because mm. Emma's her cleaner. She likes Chris because he's a bit muscly and sort of, you know, horsey, mm. sweaty, mm. And sexy. Mm. And, um, yeah, she just hates any members of her own family. I think because she's in constant fear that they're going to kill her for the money. But but they're not... Because they, that came up again, didn't it? Because... Well, I, 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 was a bit, I was a bit torn between when Jenny and... When, Peggy confessed and she had been really wobbly about it hadn't she about Mm, whether to confess to Jenny and then when so I had been feeling sorry for her and then when she confessed and Jenny was you know um, Mm. uh, cross obviously I thought oh Jenny that's a bit harsh and but then I thought but actually I think I would be like why didn't you how Mm. could you not tell me Mm. because like actually what Peggy could have done is just gone Oh, uh, Jenny, you might want to just keep an eye on how much Alice is drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have to come right no. out and say, your daughter's an alky. Yeah. Get her to rehab. She could have just said, oh, I'm yeah. a bit worried. Yeah. About, I don't want to interfere, but yeah. um, something's not right. But then right. what would have happened? Jenny would have said, oh, mum, she's fine. Yeah, it wouldn't have yeah. worked and it would have just pissed Jenny off. And Yeah. Um, and Kate would have said, um, I, I can do a detox for her. Yeah. So, some really lovely kale here, watercress, landcress actually, which is much easier to grow. Because yeah. people haven't been swimming in it. <laughs> I think um, that they should all be listening to Peggy because she's the only one who's actually got first-hand experience of yes. how awful it is attempting to live with an alcoholic and listen to their lies and listen to how they're going to change and they don't. And but, that's but exactly like... what's going to happen with uh, but it's like Peggy has just resigned herself to, to the yeah. fact that, obviously, because she's got that experience, she is resigned to the fact that Alice will just end up 
dead. on the streets, yeah. yeah, or dead, rather than, you know, again, rather than like, oh, maybe we should try and help her mm. because it would be great if she could have a part in Martha's Yeah, she's life basically saying, was... I should cut your losses, Chris. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but totally. Pop. Yeah. She, that's the thing. She did yeah. actively, in, well, I know she's putting Martha first, but. But then is it putting Martha first by cutting Alice completely from her life? I don't know. I think it's a different, maybe this is sexist, I don't know, but I think it's a different thing, a mother cutting off contact with her child than a slightly unavailable father. Because Jack was there. Yeah. But in those days, he didn't... Yeah, and fathers would be useless anyway. Everyone was an alcoholic. Every man was an alcoholic, <laughs> wasn't they? And woman too, come to that. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit. More... I was listening to um, uh, Peter Whimsy. This no, no, no oh, you know that's my Peter. um. I know. Oh, yes, my yes, uncle Ian. Yes. My uncle Ian. Um, and uh, he, but I don't think I do mean Peter Whimsy. What was I um, listening Lisa, to? Lisa, you know I was working with Harry Enfield this week. I do. Yes, he is a big fan of Ian Carmichael. Is he? Yes, and it was so sweet because when. Oh. When he said hello to me, he was like, oh, people must ask you this all the time. Are you a relation? And I was like, huh? Of who? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no one famous in my family. But uh, yeah, he's such a big fan of Ian oh, that wow. he was, yeah, it was really nice. It was, yeah, he was like almost obsessed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But he was brilliant. Well, I listen. I, I listen to Uncle Ian all the time because I've got <laughs> all the recordings um, of uh, the whimsy. Um, yes, I like yeah. the whimsy stuff on Radio Four Extra because it just makes me laugh because it's so. Um, yes. You know when they go to Scotland and they, you know, the posh ones. Then yes. do you have to do a Scottish <laughs> accent, which is like a little bit over the top, or like if there's like a. A villain. It's yes. just the most. Or if there is foreign accent, it is very over the top. I like all that really old-fashioned radio Actor, acting. acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, but no, but uh, Harry was mm. saying uh, actually, Ian was a very good comic actor. Yes. In those black and white films that I've yes. didn't, I haven't really watched, yep. which I should watch. And also, he played. Uh, he did a brilliant uh, reading of. Uh, Jeeves and Worcester stories and he was fabulous oh that's yeah. nice because I used to in love fact I probably got them. more of your uncle on my phone than I've got of you to be honest <laughs> I feel a bit ashamed that I haven't uh, that I haven't really investigated my uh, theatrical past Lucy <laughs> maybe I could do a podcast about it <laughs> why not because the world needs another podcast <laughs> It's really annoying when you look at how many podcasts there are. <laughs> yeah, but with you, oh no, we're not there. I was going to say podcast. three of them about the same thing. Imagine that. How dark is that? Anyway, there we are. Oh, why don't we choose another program to do a podcast? Yes, about? watch with Emmerdale. Let's do Emmerdale. <laughs> I bet there is one. I bet there is we one. We can't already. do Hobbly City because that's gone, isn't it? Hobbly City's finished. Kaput. But could we do Hobbly City, the spin-off? <laughs> yes. It's it's leg injuries. A... It's just. <laughs> or if you're injuries. very geriatric. Yeah. Set in the elms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, write it. Right, write okay. it. God. <laughs> my, my to do list, you know, after. <laughs> do you know what made me laugh, though? I know we've already talked about this. Was that after, like, this terrible sort of tragic, tragedy and uh, Chris's 
Chris's life has been turned completely upside down and then his friends are like, let's go for a big night out. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. And they were like, oh my God, you're not really, (laughs) oh yeah, okay, okay, you're not. Okay, and then, okay, we'll just drive home then. And then halfway through that drive home, they were like, (laughs) it's like, this is really weird. And also, I mean, I know I'm a crashing snob. I do know that, but (laughs) nobody needs to write in and tell me, thank you. But I do think that, it, when you have, when it's two couples going out for dinner, you don't go to somewhere where you'd have a stag night. You just go to like a nice <laughs> gastro pub, no, that's, that is and you exactly sit in the point. garden. Yeah, and you have a little gin and tonic before, and then you that's have your my dinner. Point. Surely it was taking him out to see how he's doing, yeah. not taking him out to get him completely pissed Bland. and no. pull someone. Yeah, I, well, I mean, there was no one else there, obviously. But also, Emma was the one that organised it. She didn't even bother turning up. <laughs> No one wanted to go. That always happens, doesn't it? It's always yes. the person. And yeah. you're like, oh, God, I really don't want to go. And then you bloody well turn up. Yeah. And then that bloody person never does. Yes. It's like <laughs> when you join the WhatsApp group and then find out that the person that set it up has muted everybody for a year for the whole thing. So you're left fielding all the inquiries while they're happily watching telly. Yeah, that is me. Oh. <laughs> Do you feel seen, and, and didn't you feel a bit sorry for Fallon having to go to the pub with Alice because not only is she oh. an alcoholic, she's just really boring. Yeah. Because all she talks <laughs> like, about is, really do you remember when this happened? Did you remember when that... Oh. <laughs> and it really made me laugh because Fallon was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, not really, no. <laughs> I was like, what's the point of this? <laughs> but I felt really sorry for Fallon. It was awful. <laughs> There's nothing worse than having to nanny somebody that's... D- drunk or is attempting to get drunk or and now let's hear from mr newbie and see who he's worried about this week ed doesn't seem at all happy to see jennifer what's the history here it could just be of course that she spent years bullying him into giving her answers to badly thought out questions like this one about addiction but there seems like there's more to it than that general aldridge aversion maybe Okay, fine, I know Jenny's struggling, but there must be a thousand ways to find out about addiction without badgering your neighbour about it just because he had a tiny crack habit back in the day. Don't get me wrong, if anybody wants to talk to me about my problems and I think I can help, then I'm always willing to talk. Just don't ask me about that terrible weekend in Brussels. But the minute that Ed showed reluctance, that should have been the end of it. Still, karma won in the end because, let's face it, what Ed had to say was bugger all use to anybody, was it? There are times when I do feel like The Archers is aimed at an older audience, and this is one of them. Anybody under the age of 40 would have listened to this conversation about Ed's crack habit and laughed like a drain. There is one interesting tidbit, though. Why was it Oliver and his herringbone underpants who took Ed under his wing when he was having a hard time? I know Ed had fallen out with his family, but Oliver seems like a strange and slightly random choice, even if it wouldn't have been out of character for him to help. Was it just that he had a job to give? We're down at the river now and we're definitely supposed to have thought for a brief moment that Harrison and Fallon had been bumping uglies, weren't we? The writers have obviously caught wind of my version to sexy sounds and are getting as many bodily noises into the script as possible now. I definitely expected Fallon to follow up her look at you, not with your hair sticking up, but with your willy looks like a walnut whip. Perhaps it's time for me to take a break for a while purify my mind with some 
you and yours instead of the archers. Anyway, back to this scene, and I am confused now. Fallon, having previously been absolutely fuming with Alice, is now lecturing Harrison about alcoholism just being a disease. Bit of a vault fast, isn't it? And am I imagining things, or has Harrison, willfully or otherwise, completely misunderstood the outcome of his conversation with Fallon in telling Emma that they will go out with Chris? Fallon, he's no good for you, darling. Leave him, come and live with me. Oh, hang on. This is all very odd. Maybe Fallon really is completely pro-Alice all of a sudden because now they're going to the pub together, even if Fallon is just chaperoning. There's something very strange going on here. But what? Good to see that Brian is not in any way chastened by the events of the last fortnight and is still being a colossal asshole to everybody. Still, Neil is going to be exonerated somehow by these fertility figures and I'm already looking forward to Brian looking like an idiot. Except that... Oh... He's now being self-aware and apologetic and grateful to Fallon. What? Maybe I've misjudged him. Ha <laughs> ha! Just kidding. Brian gonna Brian, and despite that brief moment of clarity, he's almost immediately reverted to being a massive wanker and thinking everything can be fixed with money. Thank goodness for that. <gasps> What's this? Peggy's offering Chris a flapjack. I hope Jill doesn't find out about this or there'll be trouble. And talking of trouble, it looks like it might be brewing here, right? Jennifer's bound to have questions about why Chris was there and if she gets wind of Peggy's having known all along, well, the oats are going to hit the golden syrup and no mistake. Oh, God. Peggy's only gone and told her straight out. Why, Peggy? Oh, here's why. It's all about Jack. Oh, God love her. She's taking one for the team here. And you know what? Peggy's absolutely right. Alcoholics who are still drinking can't look after anybody else, and as a husband and father, Chris needed to hear that for him to be able to take the steps he took to protect himself and his daughter. Ah, here we go. An explanation for Fallon's slightly odd behaviour. I get what she's saying about not wanting to demonise Alice too. Ah, of course, her father was an alcoholic. I feel a bit stupid now. I can completely see what she's getting at. They should all be trying to rehabilitate Alice in Ambridge for her, for Martha, and so that Chris can stop being such a tedious chicken licking. Oh, whoops, did I say that last bit out loud? I'll tell you what's not a good idea though. Fallon keeping Chris up to speed on Alice's well-being whilst trying to stay friends with both of them. Mark my words, it'll end in yet more tears. I'll finish up this week with a general question. Based on my experience of the Archers so far, there seems to be one main storyline which runs for around three months, with lots of little threads running off it. When I first started listening, it was Philip and the Slavery, and now it's Alice and the Booze. Is that a fair reflection of how it works? And is the main storyline always bad, so to speak? I can imagine that a happy storyline would A, not provide enough drama, and B, be difficult to stretch out for months, but I don't really know how these things work. I think what I'm saying is... When can I look forward to a three-month stint in which Roy, slowly and against all the odds, finally realises his dream of becoming a lion tamer? Oh, we need to answer Mr Newby's questions. Oh, yes. The reason why Ed Oliver was Ed's rescuer was because the Grundys just had no idea what crack addiction was or didn't know how to deal with it. And Ed was being horrible because he was very angry with everybody, especially William. Uh, Caroline was the manager of Gay Grables and she was married to Oliver. She died about two years ago, three years ago. 
and she was Will Grundy's godmother and she was very generous to him mm-hmm. which pissed Ed off even more so Oliver sort of spotted Ed as the wounded uh the wounded deer at the back and sort of looked after him and gave him a job and showed faith in him which Ed responded to by not being a crackhead no more um ed doesn't like jenny because nobody likes jenny apart from brian sometimes and she tends to swan around the village with an enormous sense of entitlement just assuming that everyone is going to help her and support her and be interested in what she's doing and everything else um so everybody sort of inwardly gets irritated uh by jenny Mm -hmm. darling when she appears on the horizon uh, with her Hermes scarf flapping and her loafers. And um, <laughs> yes, the storylines are like one artery with lots of veins coming off, but it's usually a bad artery because if it's a, if it's a, a nice jolly storyline, then there's not enough drama. Um, so then we have the funny little levity bits going off as side shoots. Mm-hmm. Will that do? Uh, yeah, very, very good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Okay, and that's the end. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye. Oh, sorry. No, it was a bit more. And now we go to Ambridge itself, where Kate is having a chat with the bank manager. Miss Maddicani Aldridge, do come in. Oh, call me Kate. Thank you for seeing me, but honestly, I think this will be in your best interests just as much as mine. Well, that sounds good. How can I help? I'd like a start-up loan for my business. I'm a holistic wellness entrepreneur. Well, I will be once I've had the training, which starts on Thursday afternoon. And how long is the training? Oh, just Thursday afternoon. I'll be done by five. I know the holistic wellness space is very oversubscribed at the moment, but I have had many years of experience in it, plus a celebrity client I think you'll be very excited about. Now, before we start, Kate, could you just clarify what holistic wellness actually is? Wellness? Well, it's feeling well. Everywhere. All well. In a holistic way. Holistically well. Oh, it's from the Latin. Holistic, meaning all of it, and well from wellimus. Wellimus? Yes, but we don't need to get overly technical. This is very much an overview. Now, if this bit doesn't get your chakras open, I don't know what will. Celebrity client. Two words. The Duchess of Sussex. Three words. Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Okay, five words. Second only to Gwyneth Paltrow and her influencer role to a whole group of women who have the money and time to invest in worrying about themselves and becoming their best them. Making themselves their best themselves. Being their best themselves is... So you've worked with the Duchess of Sussex. I thought you hadn't done your training yet. On an instinctive level, I sent her a care package of my products and she was extremely grateful. Oh, she's prepared to endorse them. That would make an incredible difference in terms of brand awareness. Spiritually, yes. 
I know she is very much behind the ethos of the brand. You know? I can feel it. Okay. So, so tell me a little more about your products, Kate. Well, obviously what my clients are buying is me. My warmth, my intuition, my essence. And in terms of products, I've very much used the Goop range as my North Star. For instance, with this... <clears throat> there. Oh my God. Is that a... A vulva, yes. Mine, in fact. Is it a candle? Yes. You know the PR that Gwynny got for her This Smells Like My Vagina candle? Well, this is my This Looks Like My Vulva. It's a discreet blend of essential oils, so when you've had a challenging day, you've been under psychic and spiritual attack and your energies are depleted, you come home and... Set fire to your vulva. Exactly. I knew you'd get it. So, what do you think? I could send you over the full business plan, but it isn't quite completed yet. It's being touched up by my Hungarian colleague. I thought it was pretty much there, but she said something about fraudulent claims, so it's being reworked. Right. Well, I should probably wait until... Kate, I think your vulva is melting onto my desk. Oh, it can't be. It's supposed to withstand higher temperatures than that. It's a bloody candle, for God's sake. Ugh, have you got anything to scrape it up with? Maureen, could you pop in? We might need a bit of a clean-up here. No, not coffee. It's a melted... Well, anyway, if you could just pop in. A paint scraper, maybe. Hello? Oh, she's gone. So, I can see you're as impressed as I am in terms of the concept. Obviously, the candle's going to need refining. Oh, look, isn't that funny? It's sort of collapsed in one side. Looks a bit like a smurf now. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for giving us the chance to be involved. I think we'll wait for the business plan to come in and then we'll see where we go from there. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time and I look forward to working with you. I'll leave the candle for you. Oh, it's made quite a pool now, hasn't it? Still smells gorgeous, doesn't it? Bloody hell, it's everywhere. Oh, thanks, Maureen. This is the... Yes, I know. It does smell odd, doesn't it? Patchouli, I think. No, no, it's not a smurf drowning. It's... Oh, well, never mind. Maureen, can we tighten up the security out there? That woman's sectionable. There'll be another podcast up. Oh, twice. Oh, God, so that, we've been sitting here for about three hours. My bum is now moulded into the shape of this. T- <laughs> There'll be another podcast up week after next, assuming Lucy hits the right button. As we are having a little holiday next week. Um, um, I, think I think we, we need one. Yes, I've just done two inadvertently. So subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. And we're now on Acast, so you can send us moolah, which is marvellous. Oh, is, it, is that the only reason we went on ACAST? To get money? Oh, no. see. Are we greedy? Yes, we went on ACAST because <laughs> they can get your podcast to all kinds of places, what the others can't oh. reach. Um, can we get some advertising? Probably, yes. Good. Oh, and also I, found, I actually found out this week how 
people are really making the big bucks in the podcasting world. Because I was talking to somebody who runs a Is it OnlyFans? I'm not doing an OnlyFans account. <laughs> no, what mm. you've got to do, you've got to do a podcast on, uh, uh, basically, on something that is then going to be bought by Netflix. Oh, I don't think or the Amazon is or likely to be bought by Netflix, is it? <laughs> Especially because it doesn't belong we to went us the wrong anyway. direction, Harriet. <laughs> I know. We should have made up our own brand. You see, (laughs) someone's bound to buy it. Either causality or publicity. That's what we should have done. (laughs) Yeah, we chose the wrong wrong product. Damn it! Oh well. (laughs) Oh well. At least it's not only us doing it. (laughs) If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email Ambridge on the couch. Ambridge on the couch. At gmail.com. At on average. Or you can follow Mr. Newbie, who to Harriet's surprise is on Twitter. (laughs) I knew he was on Twitter. I didn't know he was called at Newbie. I say it every week. (laughs) I'm not listening by the by this. You're not listening at the start. Massively (laughs) I listen in the middle. I'm attentive sort of a little bit in the middle. You've got ADD, I swear you have. And in the... Oh, no, I know I'm doing your bits. It's blue. That's you. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, it's a goodbye from us and uh, have a lovely weekend. And we'll weekend. probably speak to you in about 10 minutes when we have to re-record this lot as well. Oh, my no. God. One of us will start crying. Possibly both. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Et uh, bon weekend. Bye. <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.